Coming to you from the Center for Social Confidence in Portland, Oregon, welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy, helping men everywhere go from social anxiety to social domination, with your host, Dr. Aziz. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we're going to be diving into the second half of the interview with introvert expert Michaela Chung. And this has been one of my favorite interviews that I've done. If you haven't listened to the first half, go back and pause this, listen to the first half of the interview before you dive into the second half, which we're going to dive into in just a second here today, because there's so much stuff that it builds on. And in this second half of the interview, we go deeper into the ways that you can activate a core charisma in yourself. And we actually define what charisma is and how to build it some of the secrets that she uses and teaches with her in her classes and with her private clients, and also how to become irresistible as an introvert without changing who you are. So this is extremely valuable. And one thing I really want to highlight, because I got some questions after the last episode aired, it's sort of like people are trying to figure out what's the difference between introversion and social anxiety and how do I know? And here's the thing. You want to become... You want to get clear as to what might cause you to want to move away, right? Because as we talked about in the first half of the interview, when an introvert draws energy from being alone, and I'm an introvert, and so I draw energy from being alone. So after being around people for eight hours, I'm going to want to go and have some space to myself. So you pay attention to what, why do I want to get away? If you are feeling oh, people are going to judge me there. I'm no good. I'm a failure. Oh, I, I'm awkward. There's just fear, fear of rejection. If that's what's causing you to pull away, that could be avoidance, which is a form of social anxiety showing up. Does that make sense? So you want to ask yourself, why do I want to get away? And that will start to illuminate for you. So, you know, back when I was really struggling in my dating life. I'd see someone I was attracted to, like, oh, I want to go talk to her. Oh, no, I don't want to. Well, usually in that moment, it wasn't because I'm introverted. (laughs) I would have loved to have a conversation with her. It was because I was scared. So just notice if it's fear. And if so, that's probably a form of, you know, social anxiety or needing to build confidence in yourself. So hopefully that sets the stage for, uh, to answer that question if it's in your mind. And Let's dive into the rest of the interview with Michaela. There's a ton of good stuff. Take notes. And without further ado, let's continue. Expert interview. And so first of all, congratulations on your book, The Irresistible Introvert, Harness the Power of Quiet Charisma in a Loud World. And um, I know people can find it on, on Amazon um, elsewhere that people could find it? Yeah, pretty much everywhere that books are sold. Barnes & Noble, Chapters Indigo for people in Canada, um, iTunes. Cool. Yeah, most places. Nice. So there's something in there that, you know, quiet charisma, and you talk about this on your site. So how can an invert, yeah, sorry, invert, an introvert become more charismatic? Because sometimes we think charismatic is like, boom, that big person in the room. And, you know, there's tons of teachings around 
being charismatic that are that do seem to overlap with being an extrovert. So how can an introvert become more charismatic? Hmm. So if you actually look at the definition of charisma, it's really just the ability to draw a person in and hold their attention. So it doesn't mean you have to do it in an extroverted way. It doesn't mean you have to do it in a loud way, that you have to be the funniest person, the most talkative person. It just means that you have to hold a person's attention and draw them in in your own way. So for introverts, this could mean drawing someone in through intrigue, through quiet confidence, through an inner self-love that that really shines through. And so I always say that for introverts, true charisma begins on the inside and then emanates out. And the tricky part is that a lot of the old school social skills experts teach people to work from the outside in. And sure, some of it is outer stuff. Some of it is body language and voice tone. But that comes afterwards. You have to start with, okay, you know, mindset stuff and building confidence and getting rid of those beliefs that you're somehow um, a horrible person for being an introvert. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that definition of charisma, by the way. Thank you. And that's, and that's, and it's really um, broad. I mean, there's a million and one ways to do that. So it doesn't lock you into a specific, you know, posture or style of relating that you have to do. So what are, so you, let's go deeper into that. You said, well, it's, maybe it's the outer, but it's a lot of the inner and it's, you know, shedding old beliefs that don't help us and, and building that core confidence. So how, what are some of the ways that you've seen, what are some of the things that people shift to get that? How, what have you seen helps people build that core inner charisma? Hmm. Yeah. Again, there, there are a lot of ways and I talk about the more more of the detailed sort of exercises and things in, in my book, The Irresistible Introvert. But one thing that I like to teach people is to shift your mindset away from having a beggar's mindset in social situations and move into a giver's mindset. And so what that means is oftentimes as introverts, we feel like we're taking something away from people when we talk to them. And when you go in with that mindset, then you're never fully present. And people read that as you being aloof or as you not wanting to talk to them. Whereas if you go in and say, my presence is a gift, my attention is a gift, and I'm actually giving some someone something of value by giving them my full attention, then your energy really shifts and people will be drawn to you because they'll see you're fully in it. That's the biggest thing I think when you first meet someone is you, a lot of times you feel like, oh, they don't really want to talk to me. So I'm just going to say hi, but I'm not really going to commit to the conversation because I don't think they care anyways. And then the other person thinks, oh, well, they don't care. So I'm not going to they're not that interested in talking to me, so I'm not going to spend much time talking to them. But whereas if you really go in and think, okay, you know, I have, I'm a valuable person and just me listening is, is a gift, then that's, that's the perfect foundation for a real connection. We're going to pause for just one moment, take a quick break, and be right back right after this. 
If you wanted to walk up to an attractive woman and start a conversation with her, could you do it? Would you be nervous, awkward, or afraid, or how she might respond to you? That's a case that Dr. Aziz knows well, which is exactly why he is a perfect guide for breaking free. Learn how to build your self-esteem and create rock-solid confidence with women without using any strange scripts or pickup lines. Discover how to tap into your natural masculine confidence today by going to 30daystodatingmastery.com. Yeah, I think that that shifts your your energy entirely too. And and I love I love that idea of like we kind of uh, they don't want really to talk to me, and then so then the way we approach them creates a you know lukewarm response, and then we're like ah see all right I'm out of here, and it yeah. kind of perpetuates this cycle. So that's yeah. that's really powerful. Is the giving you know, my presence is a gift versus I'm begging or taking something by talking with mm -hmm. them. Yeah. That's really that's really good. Are are there any others that come to to mind that you would do with someone or that are from your book that would help uh, improve someone's mindset? Yes. Well, so self love is kind of one of those trendy catchphrases nowadays, and I do talk a lot <laughs> self -love. about self love. Yeah. Next. Self -love. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs that? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, okay, self love. What does that even mean? And and I know, believe me, but I did have to include it because, of course, self-love is the foundation for confidence and charisma. So one thing that I teach in my book and, uh, you know, in, in, in my courses is with self-love, um, you know, it doesn't, you can't just think, I'm going to love myself more and, and that's it. And you just all of a sudden fall in love with yourself. Like, you you actually respond to to action like your your mind responds to how you treat yourself so one thing that i teach is to recognize what actually makes you feel loved like what are your associations with love and to be able to provide those things for yourself and so before you, you kind of write that off and think of just really basic stuff like a hug makes me feel loved or a love letter makes me feel loved actually sometimes it's sneakier things like food <laughs> I, this is this was groundbreaking for me is i realized that i really tied love with food and that whenever i felt bad about myself and i felt like i didn't deserve love I would restrict my diet in some way. And I want to say I've never been anorexic or anything like that. I would just like go on a very restrictive kind of um, like vegan diet or something like that. And the point is it, it, it would feel restrictive. Okay? I am all about having a healthy diet, but I would, it was like I was restricting love. And so I realize now whenever I want to amp up my self-love and or I feel like I'm starting to... Um, feel bad about myself. I'm very careful to eat well and to feel like there's an abundance of good food around me and to not restrict myself in that way. And so, I mean, that's just one example. You could also associate love with, um, you know, just certain self, self care practices, just taking better care of yourself, doing things, kind things for yourself that you normally expect other people to do, or doing kind things for yourself that you don't necessarily think you deserve 
you know, even like lighting candles at, at dinner. I know it sounds cheesy, but things like that, that you think, well, that's only for guests. I'm not good enough for that, but it's good enough for my guests. Think of the kind, what kind of message that sends to your subconscious. So it's all about um, thinking of what what you associate with being valuable and loving and then being able to give that, give that to yourself. Yeah. And I mean, those are great ideas and it's so interesting. I I got really fascinated by this not too long ago, maybe about uh, two months ago where I noticed this tendency to, we're all kind of on guard when we're talking about self love. We're all sort of like throwing in the caveats for the cynic or the, the, the dismissive response. And I noticed I did this all the time and there was, I would do it even in like, not just, you know, stuff that's out for the general public, but even in like a really close inner circle, like I have a mastermind group of people that are, you know, they've bought in, like we're working together for a year. They want this stuff. And still mm. I'm like speaking to the cynic, like, oh, this, I know this sounds cheesy or whatever. And then I got really fascinated by that. I was like, why am I doing that? Why are we all doing that? Why is it that, if someone said, you know, if you treat yourself in these ways, like, you know, you put something beautiful out for your guests, if you do that for yourself, why is our initial response to roll? I mean, think about that. The rolling of the eyes and scoffing, those are signs of contempt. And in mm-hmm. Gottman's work, those are one of the signs of the horsemen of the apocalypse, the end of a relationship. So if you take mm. that further, it's like the 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 cynicism and the kind of dismissive nature that we have towards self-love is pretty powerful. And I think it says a lot. So I, I am all about like, yes, more of these ideas, the cheesier, the better, the more absurd. I mean, why not? Because that's what, that's just shows like an open heart. Like I'm willing Mm. to treat myself incredibly and I'm going to treat myself more, you know, uh, with more love than I would maybe anyone else. And I think that's that's powerful. So I, I love your ideas and thank you for sharing those. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you said that too because I was like, oh, his audience is going to think self-love is cheesy. And so I'm glad that you it's something you talk about too and, and you understand, you know, this kind of hesitancy to sure. use certain words. Yeah, well, and, you know, the one of the cores uh, things is just that there is a there is a pretty frequent toxic voice that most of us either are uh, kind of dominates our minds or we've done a lot of work and it's sort of you know waiting in the periphery to pounce uh, on us and that's the voice that i think you know dismisses this stuff so yeah if if you're listening and you're like candles dumb you know <laughs> just slow down like you know give it a give it an if self love even that name, I, I was going to say, give it a different name, but why? I mean, don't you want to love yourself? I, I, I want to love myself. Uh, so um, I'll get off my soapbox here, but I think it's extremely <laughs> important. And um, so many problems are solved when we really are either loving ourselves or at least committed to getting better at loving ourselves, um, even if we're not fully there yet. So I, I thank you for sharing that stuff. So you talk about an irresistible introvert, another term that I love. Is that, is that different than, you know, a charismatic person or how, what is, what is an, how do you, what do you think of when you say an irresistible introvert? 
We're going to pause for just one more moment and then dive back into the interview with confidence expert, Michaela Chung. Have you ever heard the phrase, feel the fear and do it anyway? Have you ever tried it in your life? While it is a key part of building confidence, it leaves out the most important secret of creating powerful confidence in every area of your life. Do you want to know that secret? It's self-compassion, the skill of being on your own side no matter what. It's so important. Confidence Unleashed has an entire module on it. Go to confidenceunleashednow.com to find out more. I imagine someone who just completely embraces their quiet nature, their quiet gifts. Again, somebody who's okay with their introversion and who uses the power of introverted charisma, so draws people in, holds their attention in their own quiet way. And I, I always think back to this girl that I knew when I was in high school. I was actually quite religious. I was Christian when I was in high school. I'm not anymore. But anyways, there was a girl in, the, um, in my youth group who was really quiet and oftentimes she would just kind of sit at the edges and, and read. She would just read her Christian romance novels. But she was also like really, really, when you talk to her, there was just something about her that made her really intriguing and made you drawn to her. And it wasn't that she was, she wasn't trying very hard. And I think that's part of what made her intriguing. But she was just with the people that she cared about. She was just open and loving, but she never really apologized for her quietness. She never really seemed to feel self-conscious about the fact that she just wanted to read sometimes, that she wanted to be alone. And I always think back to that and I think, wow, that's really amazing for a teenager in such an extroverted church environment because it was a Pentecostal church to be able to just own who she was and people yeah boys liked her and she had close friends and I at the time was not okay with who I was I felt super self-conscious about my introversion and so that was I always think back to her as an example of an irresistible introvert Mm, I love that what a the best definition possible because it was a story with like imagery and a really powerful message there. And I think it just highlights what we were talking about earlier is like the more you fully embrace who you are and how you are. And like that piece inside of you, I think emanates something. And if it's not already been measured, I'm sure it can and will be pretty soon in terms of energetically what we're emitting because that it there is i think everyone listening to that can relate to like oh yeah i there is that person that i know who i was just drawn to everyone seemed drawn to and it wasn't because they were the loudest or they talked the most but it was just something about them and, yeah and i love that i love that well man there's there's so much we could get into i would like to get like 50 more self love strategies but the best place to, to do that would be to go deeper. So what's the best way for people to find out more about what you teach, follow you, um, and, and just learn more about how to become an irresistible introvert? Yeah, I invite everybody to join my community at 
my website, introvertspring.com. I have so many free resources. You can sign up for my mailing list. There are plenty of places for you to sign up and get my free introvert connection guide and my introvert charisma blueprint. So I just invite everybody to come visit my website, Introvert Spring. Nice. And to check out the book, um, The Irresistible Introvert, Harness the Power of Quiet Charisma in a Loud World, which is out now. Get it anywhere books are sold. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michaela, for joining us and uh, just giving us all more permission to fully be ourselves, which is the source of, of all confidence. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. That brings us to the end of the interview, but not the end of the episode, because there's an extremely important action step that we're going to need to do today. Time for action. Your action step for today is to come up with that list. Remember she was talking about the list of how do you, what do you, what causes you to feel loved? Not just saying something great to yourself, like, oh, you're a, you're a great person. I mean, maybe that does it for you, but maybe not. And, you know, if you notice the example she gave, there's a lot of thought, a lot of introspection, a lot of soul searching that's gone into that for her to find those ways that she feels more loved. And we want to do the same. We want to make a study of it. So just this week, ask yourself and pay attention to what makes me feel more loved. What is it? What happens? Is it something subtle? Is it about the way I treat myself? Is it what I treat myself to? And it, let it be super small and super subtle, or maybe something a lot bigger, like who you choose to spend time with. And one of the most powerful lessons I learned that transformed my life is that it is important for me to take care of myself. It's essential for me to take care of myself. In fact, it's most important for me to take care of myself because no one else can take care of me in the way that I can. Because no one else is inside my head or my body or knows exactly what I'm feeling and needing. And so taking care of yourself, how do you do that? Because that is a form of self-love. So sometimes saying no to something is taking care of yourself. And that might give you more permission to do that. Sometimes giving yourself something is taking care of yourself. So find the ways that you can love yourself. Come up with that list, even if it's small, even if it's two things, just do those two things a lot. And then build on that and do those things. So your action step is to come up with a list and then at least do one of them and start bringing more and more of those into your life. And until we speak again, may you have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.